Welcome to the Sales Pro Chat Podcast, brought to you by the Canadian Professional Sales Association, helping sales-focused professionals discover new tools, trends, and strategies. Welcome to the May 2017 Sales Pro Chat Podcast. I'm your host, Bill Bannum, and today we're going to be talking about negotiation. Our guest today is Leanne Hoagland-Smith. Leanne Hoagland-Smith is Chief Results Officer at Advanced Systems. Leanne is a people and process problem solver for SMB executives and sales professionals in rapidly growing markets. She has 25 plus years experience in private and public sectors as an executive coach and workplace culture tactician. Leanne is a published author and recognized speaker who brings common sense solutions. For sales professionals, team leaders, and organizations across the country, the Canadian Professional Sales Association is your partner in building knowledge and skills to improve sales performance. The CPSA is the advocate for excellence in sales. We invest resources in programming, curriculum development, and professional designations to help individuals and companies become more successful through effective sales. We connect employers and employees, business with academia, and the private sector with government to advance the sales profession and improve Canadian competitiveness. Learn more at cpsa.com. And remember to subscribe to the CPSA podcast through iTunes, Google Play, and more. Leanne Hoagland-Smith, welcome to the May Sales Pro Chat podcast. Well, Bill, it's really a pleasure to be here. Thank you for asking me. Let's begin by looking at the role of negotiation in attracting and retaining top salespeople. How can sales candidates demonstrate their negotiation skills during the hiring process, so even before they've started the job? Uh, That's, I think, an interesting question, but I'm going to back up a little bit and say that, A, did the small business owner find the right person to begin with? And did the salesperson apply for the right job? I think sometimes salespeople start negotiating in the interview process because it's really not a good fit for either for them or for the small business owner. If it is a good fit, I think they can demonstrate their skills by one, active listening, by applying some emotional intelligence, and by being truly engaged. Now let's switch focus and look at SMBs versus larger companies. Tell me, tell me a bit about the role of the small business leader in leading sales efforts and negotiations compared to how sales negotiations are managed in larger companies. I may be a bit of a contrarian, but I think sometimes this whole concept of sales negotiations happens because of a failure to identify previous sales objections. And so now they're negotiating and where that sales objection or objection should have been handled during their sales presentation. Because the negotiation comes, theoretically, after the presentation. Everybody has agreed, and now, well, we want to fine-tune what we agreed to. And that fine-tuning could be um, undiscovered sales objections, um, every, or it could be, you know, something new that's entered the the sales process, meaning um, a new decision maker has entered the sales conversation. And now the salesperson's having to negotiate with this decision maker who he or she may not even have a relationship with. 
And so that falls back on the salesperson to ensure that when it comes to negotiations, they have everyone at the table they know, and there are no surprises. Keeping on that theme of uh, leaders and leadership and leading sales, in, in your experience, do good negotiators make for good leaders? If so, why? If not, why not? The, if the success of the sale is a win-win for both the salesperson and the buyer, then they obviously do make good leaders because they're leading for results. If the negotiation is not a win-win for either one, then the results have been diminished and therefore they're probably not good leaders. I mean, I believe Peter Drucker said leadership's all about results. And in sales, it is about results. And, you know, as how you demonstrate your sales behaviors, your sales skills in that sales conversation that we're going to call sales negotiations is a testimony to you and your strength as a salesperson. And that strength being your ability to lead to get to the results. Pretty big question for you now. Uh, what, what are your top tips to improve the, the negotiation process in order to close more deals at higher profit margins while keeping the clients happy? The very first step is know what your bottom line is. How much are you willing to give away? And I'm going to still go back. I'm going to retreat and say, are you negotiating because you made an oops in your, in, in your presentation? And consequently, is that oops coming back and biting you through this negotiation process? You know, are you, you know, are you negotiating around money? Well, if that hasn't been clearly articulated up front, showing a return on investment, then the negotiation is really a failed sales objection that has not been reconciled. You know, and as far as some other tips to improve the negotiation process is, I think, being direct. What are you looking for? And attempting to always maintain a win-win attitude. You want the client to win, but you also want to win. And when you do your research well, a lot of times my sense is that you as a salesperson could potentially have a higher profit margin because you did all your research and you may actually be upselling in that negotiation process. You know, if you want this, whatever this is, then we can do this, but we can't do that. So again, it's showing the client exactly the ramifications of the give and take in that negotiation sales conversation. So let's, let's take a deeper dive now uh, in terms of ways to effectively prepare for a negotiation, uh, in terms of defining goals, positions, bottom line, tripwires and, and vulnerabilities. What, what, are, what are some ways that salespeople can use a consultative win-win approach to ne- these negotiations that secure long-lasting partnerships with clients? And talk to us a bit about the homework that goes into that conversation ahead of time. I think some of that happens during the sales presentation. And one of the first questions I was um, taught years ago by one of my coaches, which has been very, very effective, and that eliminated some of the negotiation is, has anything changed since we last met? Or are there any changes that are forthcoming that you know about? Because sometimes the negotiations happen because there have been changes in the organization that the salesperson was not aware of. 
a new sales manager was hired, a reorganization is coming, new technology is coming. And all of these um, new issues can have an impact on the decision to move forward with a sale. So that's, um, and I think it all goes back down to research. Make sure you do your homework. Find out about the competition if, you know, if this is a very highly competitive contract. What are they offering? You know, you, you can find out. And I think this is where having more than just one or two contacts in any organization is critical. Because when you expand your influence within an organization, when you know more people beyond the decision maker, some of the rank and file people, you're going you're gonna to have relationships, you're going to hear what's happening in the organization. And that way you're not caught off guard. Yeah, I, I completely agree. And I believe there's really no excuse these days not to do your homework not with, with all the different social selling tools available through and, and, and use of Google and Bing and whatever else it might, might be. You know, you should have your information ready for you so that when when you're in the meeting, the, the role then becomes about learning more and asking them intelligent questions. Let's let's talk about objection handling a little bit. Uh, what are some of the ways to reframe previous or potential issues so to solve impasses or create value for both parties? When you ask that question, has anything changed? You, if you get a positive response, yes, we've had change, then you're going back into fact-finding. And that gives you the opportunity to say, okay, I need to reschedule the sales presentation to bring this information into our, our statement of work or our sales proposal. And my sense is that if that is done well, when you actually do the sales presentation and you're sharing your proposal, another, I won't call it a trick, but another strat tactic is to only give one page of the proposal at a time as opposed to stapling it. And because the normal behavior is the price is usually on the last page and everybody flips to the last page. So if you have walked through your proposals and you get agreement of the situation, of the solution, of the return on investment, the delivery, the impact, however your proposal reads, then the price becomes the last issue or obstacle. And if you've demonstrated return on investment and impact well, the price for the most part should not be an obstacle. You know, unless you're asking for pie in the sky, and that means you really didn't do your homework well. So let's let's move away from the homework for a moment, and uh, I'd, I'd be interested to hear from you in any uh, any anecdotes perhaps you have about situations where you've seen uh, a meeting where the details are absolutely fine, but perhaps a a, a deal has been lost because of personalities, um, perhaps perhaps uh, an off the cuff remark led to a bad taste and a deal didn't go through and any disaster stories that you could you can share from your from your career that you've seen one of the earlier ones i had years ago when working in a warehouse distribution um, in the industry of pipe valves and fittings i had a salesman come to me and challenge me for having more than two vendors for a particular product and so um he didn't do his homework and what happened is that he was standing over my desk looking down at me, being somewhat authoritative and very much in ego mode. 
And I just looked up at him and I said politely to him, I said, well, when your company can ship complete, can give me invoices without error, can ship material without error, and can ship on time, then I may consider your request of only going to two vendors. But until that time, I'm staying with who I have, and you're not the primary vendor because of you don't ship on time, you have a lot of back orders, your invoices are a disaster, and you're costing me money because I have to go through every line item. And these invoices, in many cases, were 100 to 200 items, line items. So that quieted him, him down, and I always remember that because YA, his attitude, he, you know, became very um, obnoxious, and he thought he knew better than I did as a purchasing agent. You know, and this is, you know, in this particular commodity, we were spending probably a million dollars a year, easily. And it was, it was just, it always stuck in my mind that he retreated to, you don't need, so he was emotionally unintelligent, telling me what I did or did not need as a purchasing agent. And he was just totally clueless about emotional intelligence, about how do you handle, you know, getting more business. And the way you don't handle it is to challenge the buyer. You know, a better way would say, okay, I noticed our business with you is declining. Can you please tell me why? As opposed to coming in and telling me I only needed two vendors, of which he was supposed to be one. That is just, you know, he was attempting to negotiate. He probably wouldn't agree, but he was attempting to negotiate more business, and he failed miserably. We're coming towards the end of this particular interview before we wrap things up uh, i just want to pick your brains a bit more about uh concession strategies can you can you tell us a bit about creating and applying con- concession strategies that lead to successful negotiations while maintaining profit margins so for example are there a bunch of objections that a, a good salesperson um knows and, and has recorded and has gone through the the answers to all of those ahead of a meeting. Are, are there any particular models out there that help? Well, I don't know if this is a model. This is just something I always ask. Is a question I ask after the sales presentation is, you know, what's keeping us from moving forward? And I don't know if it's because of that question. And I've shared it with clients. They have used that question and they're no longer in negotiations. So maybe sometimes negotiations happen because the buyer has not had time to process everything and the salesperson is impatient to get the yes. You know, I, I said years ago, silence is green if you're in the U.S. because that's the color of our currency or whatever color your currency is in your country. And it's just, you know, again, I'm old school. I've not been involved in a lot of upper level negotiations. I just I just ask the question, you know, what's keeping us from moving forward? And then if it is an issue that was not covered, uncovered in our sales conversation during the sales presentation, shame on me. I better be able to address that. And a lot of times it could just be fear on the part of the buyer. And they go into negotiation mode because they're not ready to make the decision. You know, and I guess that's the question I ask is, are we negotiating because 
we've agreed to the sale and these are some of the finer points or are we negotiation negotiating because we've not had commitment to the sale and they want these assurances before we shake or sign the contract if it's the former then obviously you have to talk if it's the latter then it sounds like you made a mistake in the sales process and that leads me to ask you one more question i would like to commit now to uh finding out how we can uh, how can we learn more about you how, how can our listeners get in touch and and learn more about what you're getting up to well obviously with social media um and the internet all you have to do is google leanne hoagland smith because i am the only leanne hoagland smith out there um they can go to the my blog or you know phone numbers always work i love taking phone calls Wonderful. Well, that just leaves me to say, Leanne Hoagland-Smith, the only Leanne Hoagland-Smith out there, uh, thank you very much for being the guest on Sales Pro Chat today. Thank you. And listeners, until next time, thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to Sales Pro Chat Podcast, brought to you by the Canadian Professional Sales Association. 